0: Greetings, friends, family, and followers. Uh, my name is Angela.
1: My name is Pam.
2: And my name is Edwin. <laughs> and you're listening to
0: episode 46 of Dungeons, Dinings,
2: and Dorks and as Angela. <laughs> I almost love forgot her the name.
1: The intro. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. My name is Um. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's... It would have been better if it, My name is Angela.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, I can't flub artistically every time.
1: Well, Angela, you've been pretty busy. What have you been up to?
0: Oh, gosh. Uh, I've been pretty busy with the graveyard tapes and, and projects left and right. And with the graveyard tapes, I've been uh, bumped up to assistant writer and editor status. Mm. So, yeah.
2: Does it come with a pay raise?
0: I'm making double what I was before, which is still zero. zero. But <laughs> hey,
2: we can, we, can, we can check that up. We can check that up to a pay raise, right? <laughs> zero times two equals zero.
0: <laughs> zero day is appre- is able to appreciate the irony. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's really exciting to me and uh, I've been added to the writer's the secret writers chat and and heard some of what they've got planned and oh i'm so excited i've been handed another script for it and oh, yeah, so you excited were, for what's going to happen
2: you didn't there was what was it like two nights ago or was it last night you didn't sleep because you were looking at a script i think or <laughs> you're doing something
0: well I did eventually sleep, just later yeah. than
1: would have been good. <laughs> um, okay.
2: it's, it's...
1: So, um, I know that the graveyard tapes. I know that there's an Instagram for it. Yes.
0: Um, yeah the the Instagram for the graveyard tapes is.
1: I believe it's oh, just graveyard gosh. tapes, right?
0: I think it's the graveyard tapes. Does...
1: yeah, look it, it up. It's there. <laughs> it, it's there. <laughs> Look it I, up.
0: But I think it's the graveyard tapes, just all one word. And yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, I doubt okay.
0: there's, also, there's also a uh, Twitter. And, you know, we have this website, which is live, if I haven't mentioned it before, legendcreators.com. We need to s- remind me at some point that I need to start adding links to Friends of the Show
1: mind yeah. you listeners we are we got a lot of stuff going on in our plate uh please bear with but we do have <laughs> our website we
2: but do hey, invite you guys to check if, it out if you are if you are <laughs> if you like what you hear and the other podcast that we do please express your desire express your desire to we donate to subscribe and <laughs> wanting to get a patreon going <laughs> if you really want to see this thing take off please desire by emailing us at dungeon diners at gmail.com or hit us up on the twitter or facebook and express your desire <laughs> That you wish you see we a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll, we'll, we'll figure out That's fun rewards I'm being for very it.
2: shameless here.
0: <laughs>
1: you gotta. You like, to. comment, and That's subscribe. How it is. Oh
2: my gosh. That's right. what it is. Make, puts a bad taste in my mouth.
1: Alright, so. <laughs> just wash it off.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, gosh, I don't know if we should follow up on things that are like graveyards or things that are creative. I don't know. Hey, Pam. Roll for initiative. Yes. <laughs> What's been your entertainment? Your creative entertainment?
1: Okay. So, um, I watched Ryan the Last Dragon. Um, yes, I did pay the thirty dollars to watch it, so that you guys don't have to. Um, <laughs> it's actually, you know what? It's actually a very cute movie. Um, what I like about it is that all the uh, important roles the strong roles actually belong to the girls um, nice yep um and I, i'm i think there, it, it, it's a fair representation of the southeast asian community um it's a very lovely story um there's nothing like mind-boggling about it it's a very simple story but i really like uh um the art Behind, especially with the dragons, Um, if you pay attention to the animation, they try to, uh, like, um, make every strand of hair be its own. Oh, nice. So, and I really like it. Um, I would have to agree with it. Like, I would give it an 8 out of 10. Um, very kid friendly, um, very empowering, and also, uh, but the thing is, though. Was it worth the thirty mm. dollars? I didn't... wouldn't go that far. Really? With it, because per- honestly, I also watched the finale of Wandavision, and that was actually, in my opinion, better. Oof. <laughs> wow. Than the Raya. But you have to you have to understand though, Wandavision was spanned out through how many weeks? Nine weeks? Several, at of- least, <laughs> of, of like waiting. <laughs> And it's, and whenever they, um, I don't know if you guys watched any of it. I,
2: I am going to make a point this weekend to actually just binge watch the crap out of it.
1: I, you're I
0: gonna. Will, I will also need to binge watch it.
1: Yeah, you're gonna. because each episode leaves you guessing, like forming your own theory as to what all this all means. And I, that's, I, I I'll try That's really
2: go. hard to do with me.
1: I'll try not to do spoilers, but I will tell you that it will leave you kind of feeling like as if you just watched a Pixar movie. And I will not tell you which Pixar movie. Uh Uh-oh. That's all I'm going to say. Really?
2: A sad Pixar movie or a happy Pixar movie?
1: I can't can't say. Because,
2: seriously, if it's going to be a sad Pixar movie and I'm not moved for a sad thing, I want to be really (laughs) just... I'm gonna be very grumpy at the end of the day.
1: I can't say. Oh wow! Excuse me. I. But you have to. So all our fans, all the fans of Wandavision, just couldn't stop talking about it because they keep on making up their own theories, and it changes throughout the season. By the
2: the way, mm, when you're saying fans are trying to make up their own theories, mm. okay. I don't know if you have seen Twitter lately. (laughs) <laughs> okay. okay. Or or the Facebooks. Or even some what? of the Discord channels I've I've seen. Yeah. Um what is it? Okay. What I'm sorry. People, if your if your fan theory was not correct, right? Or you had this like big imagination in your mind and you were very mad that Dis, you oh. know, Disney did not take it. Let it go. Just like the Disney movie. Let it go. Don't make
0: because, me bust in the song.
1: Because we seriously, can't those copyright. I <laughs> see
2: people like freaking trolling each other because their theories weren't correct.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. But that just shows how invested they are. I'm not saying that their rants or articles or whatever are invalid. They are loud, though. <laughs> They're very they loud.
2: loud. Like I had to like, I saw this entire thread on Twitter about the thing, and I'm just like, I wanted to just well, like, I just wanted to just like, like go on there. It's like, you guys, you need a hobby.
1: <laughs> you um, <know>? just- <laughs> I will, I will say, Raya also kind of had a similar backlash to it, and I will actually discuss it on the other podcast for Hollow Hollow Hangouts. Um. As I as said they do bring up valid points but I am very thankful that Raya a movie like Raya exists because I believe it is a step in the right direction
2: yeah
1: again I will I'll go just, into details on the other episode just
2: um, just looking but, at Raya here on Rotten Tomatoes it did score a 94% on the tomato meter yeah. and then the audience yeah. score was 84 so it's this pretty looks pretty high. good
1: it's pretty high. Yeah. It's just that I don't think it's enough to justify the $30. I would rather people like, I would rather have people donate that $30 to stop AAPI a- hate dot org yes. because of the rising, uh, uh, Asian hate discriminations and, hi- and against Asian Americans. Yeah. That's just my spiel. Yeah. So I'm just saying the finale of WandaVision is a very good ending. To an a crescendo. It is a very good.
2: Mm-hmm. I.
1: Yeah.
2: See, I. I can wait till May for real. Yeah. Like I can wait. I mean, I'm not. I mean, you know, I I'm not one of those people who like can't wait for a thing to come out in theaters. I'm sort of past that. Yeah. You know, like I used to do that when I was like 18 years old or. You know 21 years old perhaps but you know or like,
0: with endgame because your wife just really really wanted well, to see it yeah, in yeah the
2: see if angela if angela wants to go see a movie and she really wants to go see it bad i he, will i will entertain that notion and go
0: he will support my excitability yeah.
2: we'll probably go to uh we'll go to uh oh what was that place that we saw endgame no it was a it was a spider-man You. Into the... Of
1: course, it's Spider-Man because
2: because it's Angela, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, Animal Draft House. Yeah, so
1: that... we oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: right. I'll go to one of those because if I know that, okay, we're gonna go watch another. You know you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, you know, at least I can enjoy the food.
0: <laughs>
2: right? And maybe hey, I'll now. be entertained by the movie, which I was with Endgame, even though, again, I say... And Into the Spider-Verse. Well, that was good, too.
1: That was really, really I actually and did I will, enjoy that. I will, I will add to it. I value the finale of WandaVision more so than Raya because I think Raya is aimed towards a younger audience. Likely. While WandaVision Likely. is more... A mature adult, yeah.
2: yeah. Who was that captain in Galaxy? Um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? The Are you
0: talking Star Lord?
2: Star Lord, yeah. yeah. Did Star Lord like got really jealous and forgot to take off the just got completely, completely Edwin's, distracted?
1: Edwin's going back Wanda to MCU. Vision? To be fair,
2: or did Star Lord make a appearance and completely to ruin be the fair, whole thing?
1: I haven't really been paying attention much about star lord okay Not since that first uh infinity war See, uh movie
2: when hmm. i saw endgame that was the only thing i could think of i am paying ten dollars
1: <laughs> i could just picture edwin just sitting because star lord the and just was like i this much <laughs> throughout the whole entire movie <laughs> it's
2: just i do i prefer angela will <clears throat> angela will Probably, yeah. Angela will tell you this mm. that I'm very picky about movies.
0: Insanely picky, oh, really. Yes,
2: I'm very insanely picky. It really gets a lot.
1: So, so Edwin, it needs to take a lot. this is this is a leadway. So, Edwin, what have you been watching lately? <laughs>
2: okay. So this is not. This is not so much so as a movie, but this was like a YouTube video that I sort of went down a rabbit hole on. <laughs> um, so yesterday, um, yesterday I was watching YouTube and just, I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a, like what happens sort of like, you know, like I like things where, like where videos and shows or, or whatever, like documentaries is, I'm a very big fan of documentaries because it asks, it answers the questions some of the time, what happened? Why did the thing happen? And so I was watching YouTube and I was watching this video the this these this channel where they were exploring abandoned buildings. Okay. Now, the abandoned building itself isn't very, okay, whatever, you know, ho-hum, you know, there's abandoned buildings everywhere, but they tell the story why they were abandoned and what happened to cause that abandonment. And I don't know exactly who, um, what the guy's name, I forgot what channel it was called, but they were exploring. One of the one of the channels I was watching was exploring like the Re- the Ravel Hotel in Atlantic City and how many place, how many people own that. It never could open. It cost two billion dollars to actually build the thing, and it's not even done. Oof. And it was it was a uh, it's a hotel and casino. It was supposed to have two gigantic towers, but they but they ran out of money. And only one tower was fully built. And the other one was like a quarter of the way built. Oof. And then they just topped it. And you can tell they just topped it off. And then there's rooms in the other hotel. A whole entire floor is right in the middle of the tower where it's just not even done. And nobody's working on it. Wow. And that was one of them. The other one was this, this entire strip mall in Ohio that was completely abandoned it was a walmart there there was a a uh a, a PetSmart there and several other like stores and they <laughs> they it was good for three years until dangerous levels of methane was starting to sleep sleep from the ground because they happened to build it on a landfill Ooh, yikes. a former landfill And the EPA gave the green light and everything, go ahead and build. Three years later, people were getting sick because of the methane. So they started boring holes down into the ground to release the methane. Right? Which caused bigger issues because if you release gas that's trapped in, you know,
3: Uh
2: know, in the earth, things start to sort of implode
0: (laughs) deflate
2: deflate so the ground started to slide and sink from this gigantic strip mall and where and you can tell where the ground is supposed to be and where the ground is now and it's like a good you know three to five feet oof in some places now the crazy thing is when they were going through they went inside the buildings and it felt like I was playing Last of Us 2 <laughs> because there was like stuff on the ground there were like cab- empty cabinets that were sort of falling apart there was like uh like plant you know like nature was sort of starting to take over inside it was dark and then the camera light when the ca- you know when they were panning back and forth you could see like it was almost like you know, like what you see in Last of Us you know where the the flashlight would would go back and forth <laughs> it was so eerie and scary i was like wow like if if i had it's like all i need is like a playstation 4 controller and i feel like i'd be playing last of us too maybe wow. that's all that
1: you need to do just watch those videos with the controller not plugged by anything just so that you have a feel of it yeah <laughs> i mean so these so does that prove that game designers were ahead of their own time?
2: Or, or they 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 were like former like you know abandoned building tourists or whatever you know, oh, or you know. adventurers or, or whatever. But I mean it was just it was they were inside an empty Walmart. Wow. And it was so eerie. Like I've never seen like like it was something I've never ever pictured. It was like an empty Walmart, just the open floor Nothing in there. That's creepy. not even not even the the cash cash registers, none of the shelves, not nothing is in there except for like like um, graffiti everywhere, like crap on the floor, um, old signs, busted cabinets. They went into like the changing rooms. That was like I felt like I felt like a zombie was just gonna like
0: <laughs> like come
2: out. You know, or like a like a spitter or whatever, <laughs> it just comes out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was a it was an interesting dive, and I spent way too much time watching this. You know,
0: so you basically were watching these and and kept waiting for the jump scare, huh?
2: Yeah, like I felt like a, like there needed to be a jump scare or some kind of like, you know, like Ellie going out and trying to you know like getting you know getting beaten by a. By a bloater or something, you know. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just that's funny.
2: yo know? So yeah, that's what I've been doing, and it's it. There was no no plot. It was just history behind a thing why it was it was that way. They were also talking about the second biggest mall in, in the United States, which <laughs> happens to be in New Jersey, and looks like a mess. Oof. <laughs> well the american dream mall which is like there's a nickelodeon universe is, inside that mall and
0: oh no that would be creepy if it got abandoned
2: it wasn't a, it was it's not actually abandoned it's just not finished and it's been going on since like early 2000s it was in the plan since 1996. Billions and billions of dollars of this put into this thing, changed hands and now it's owned by the same company that owns the Mall of America.
1: You know, Hence,
2: Nickelodeon yeah, when Universe. When
1: <laughs> that actually reminds me of a documentary. Class yeah. yes. Action Park. That oh, is also an yes. And it's kind of the same thing that it had this weird reputation, let's just put it that way. And they went through all these lawsuits and everything and then it, it got shut down, and finally, it's under new management. It's now running properly,
2: but not nearly as "quote unquote" fun. No,
1: no it's teenagers. just gonna be like your other.
0: It's a water normal park. water park. Yeah, but everything's
1: to code.
2: Oh yeah, that's the funny thing is <laughs> I was watching the one at the this, the mall one. You know, mm-hmm. like they were looking inside there. They were, they went inside the mall and like. The, the 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 amusement park was done, right? Mm-hmm. And certain certain sections of the mall was done, but there was this huge swath of like areas where it was still being built, or just comp- nobody was doing anything with it. No building was happening, and that they were looking around, and the, there was it was like shoddy craftsmanship. Like Oof. the the railings weren't aligned properly. Oof. the the you know like the tiles were coming off. Oh no, and stuff like that. <laughs> it was just like. So, so this say, is what the Mall of America would look like. In, if it was done on <laughs> the it cheap. Was, it was, like, abandoned for, like, two or three years.
1: I'll just go to Mall of America. Thank you very much. <laughs> I
2: know. It's insane. Anyways, that's what I've been All doing. Right. And, yeah, if you want to see what this these places look like, you know, just type in abandoned, you know, shopping mall or abandoned buildings in YouTube. And you can pl- find plenty of them. <laughs> so...
0: Um, yeah, so, awesome stuff going on. He <laughs> Lack of segue. Hey, Edwin. Yes. It's time for us <laughs> to
2: shut up and listen. Oh my gosh, I don't have anything prepared. Hold on.
0: <laughs> That's because I usually attempt an actual segue. for
2: nationwide campaign
3: by you to demand by law such compulsory
0: education. Okay, Edwin, you went... You, you found an article a study and it had yeah. some shocking and info
2: yeah this actually came out today uh, we're recording this episode like on the 12th this Friday on a Friday and I saw this this morning in my news feed and it came from the Associated Associated Press <clears throat> and it says that nearly 90 percent of eSports scholarships which I had no idea you could get a scholarships. To play esports, yeah. that's no, insane. same wouldn't wear that either. <laughs> okay, it's going to men,
1: and ninety percent of those scholarships are going to men.
2: are going to men. Now here's mm. the thing, right? First of all, getting a scholarship to go to esports. Where was this when I was trying to get into college? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would. You know, you know i don't care about the music scholarships let me play video games and get a scholarship for for video games
1: i'm all for music (laughs) scholarships but if i remember correctly wasn't chess considered a sport
2: could you get a scholarship for it
1: i believe you could if
2: you're good enough oh my gosh where is this in my life i don't (laughs) i'm serious like like all i could hear about scholarships was like you know the boy scouts of america scholarship the okay. music scholarships that every other like private college was giving out. I mean, I went to freaking Chicago to audition for Pete's sake.
1: All right. Okay. <laughs>
0: so let's go back to this scholarship. Anyways, anyway. All right.
2: Just, okay. That was just a little rant there. But 90% of esports scholarships are going to men, right? Whereas 40 per, 41% of U.S. gamers are female, right? In fact, I know plenty of female gamers hi. We were in the chat talking about octopuses <laughs> <laughs> and how and how my my buddy Pete should not should not reveal about what we were talking about with octopuses hey Pete hi Ralia hi how are you doing? <laughs>
1: I, I I like okay. octopuses. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anyways,
1: so so with that said, there is it's not regarding of there's apparently no shortage of women gamers. Oh, oh. there's not a
2: certain shortage of women. I mean,
1: and I, they're just not being granted scholarships. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that that it seems a little unbalanced there.
2: Yeah. I guess the number of women who are who apply for these scholarships, right? Mm -hmm. I could only assume that high schools have esports teams. I don't know. I have no (laughs) clue. But because that's what I, you know, either that or they prove themselves through tournaments over time that they're very good at competitive, you know, video games like CS:GO. League of Legends. You know, those kind of games. Mm -hmm. Dota 2. But most of it are going to men. Not saying Mm -hmm. that men aren't good gamers, right? But it's kind of skewed. When when 41% of of gamers out there are female.
0: Yeah, and... See, I'm I'm guessing that the actual percentage is larger than that. Considering you know, there's a lot of girl gamers. I think who probably shy away from admitting they're gamers
1: because it's con- still considered a male thing. Yeah, like it's
0: it's a lot of a lot of people con- still consider it a guy thing, and there may be a lot of players out there who won't admit to being women because well you know you go into an mmo game and you know you would if they find out holy cow there's a girl here right they get really weird and the guys get insanely competitive if there's
2: being beaten or, by a it, girl it, kind yeah
0: of they, like. they, they <laughs> find it highly insulting if they're being beaten by a woman
1: not to mention okay so i've i'm on a tiktok's craze again i don't think i really stopped well anyway on tiktok there are actual like gameplay from you know girl gamers they're really good yeah really good i i don't have the hand-eye coordination i'm not i don't play first person shooters because i don't have that hand-eye coordination but these girls are awesome one shot kills boom done yeah but you know if you turn on the mic oh i i i can see why a lot of girls just don't want to try games like Call yeah. of Duty and all that stuff because um I, it's a it's a it's an environment.
2: It is. Like I used
1: Not to, a good environment. I played
2: a lot of CS:GO um for quite a while. You mm-hmm. know, and the people who I you know, the people who I come across those games get very very competitive. And here's the thing too, right? If you're playing team, you know, team versus team, mm-hmm. right? There's some people in there that will, let's just say, they're not very pleasant. If you mess up, they get very, yeah. very competitive. Yeah, it's and
0: yeah, the gaming community is one that if you're lucky, you find a good corner of the community where you yeah. you can play your games and <clears throat> you know make friends and, like, yeah, you can be competitive but still be friends at the end of the day. Yeah. But there's also gamers out there who see everyone as competition and will insult everybody around them. Yeah. And, you know, just and if if you're not playing to, quote-unquote, my level, then, you know, you you are garbage to be stepped on.
2: Yeah, and that's the kind of thing that, I get why people don't like playing online unless they're playing with friends. I agree. You know, I have plenty of friends who I know plenty of people who will not play an MMO for that very reason. Mm -hmm. You know, because especially when you're playing on even if they they have friends on that game in that game, right? Mm -hmm. World of Warcraft, right? Or, or final fantasy 14
0: mm-hmm.
2: right even though you know hey play this you know play this with us it's really fun and whatever you know they know they sort of have this you know idea of what it is uh-huh. right and all they can think of is ganking really you know what i mean especially in pvp servers mm-hmm. there's so many people going there just to gank you know, and it doesn't make it doesn't make the game fun at all if all you're doing is a reason why Ark Survival. I will never play a community server because uh. there's so many people in there that they make it a sport to kill pe- newbies. Unless
0: you know the community that hosts that that server exactly.
2: Server. And guess what? In terms of like servers, I know we're getting off topic here, but in terms of servers there are pl- there are companies out there that are their entire business model is to host game servers for people who want private servers i mean you no longer have to have uh you know yeah. a computer in your house that's on 24/7 for people to you know to play you yeah. know and they call up call you up because hey why isn't your server on Yeah. right yeah. You, you can actually get a cloud server now where I think like I want to say like Valheim.
0: Yeah, Val Valheim has has had people looking into those cloud servers. Yeah, ten also bucks in Minecraft.
2: Yeah, in Minecraft, Minecraft was like I think Valheim was like I want to say Valheim was ten bucks. Minecraft was like ten dollars for ten people mm-hmm. max, and Ark was like thirty bucks. Right. Right, because it needs more. It needs more oomph. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, I get why the environment's like that. Um, back to the, back to the, uh, to this particular thing is that um, several. I mean, I'm just going to read off here is that several schools responded that although their programs compete in the varsity level, right, they had not been sanctioned varsity status by the school. Their roster data was often incomplete, and those programs were held out of the sample. A handful of other schools either denied the AP's request or did not respond to repeated messages. The AP's data set covers only a small sample of the landscape, but the overwhelming results confirm that esports coaches, players, and experts have identified on their own as a problem since the first varsity program launched in
1: 2014. Mm. So yeah i can see that so with that said i mean what what could be steps towards the correcting that making it more well
2: i don't here's the thing i personally don't feel like like you have to have x amount of people female no right i i can't i can't because i mean i can't i here's my my thing right if you're going to have an esports league at a university, right? Okay. Like, you have to put up, like... Like how you would do in any sports, right? You have scouts.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? They go scout you out for a university. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And... Or scout out for scholarships. And that there, right? Mm-hmm should be like how many you know how many females have you seen versus how many males have you seen is an equal thing right right based on that on a very higher level right Mm -hmm. then divvy out like you know second second scouts or whatever to look at these and then divvy out scholarships based on that not just for performance but like any other... Right. Like like any other thing where you have to get scholarships, right? Academic performance all around, you know, mm-hmm. how rounded you are, you know, but application, I, what they say, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how you do it for, for other sports, you know, or other programs like music. hmm So that's my, I guess that's my feeling about it. It's not, you know... Mm-hmm. it should be to me if you're gonna do s- scholarships like that it should be like some kind of like you know like the ncaa mm-hmm. you know does it for for big 10 schools Right. Yeah. they've got like standards and stuff so obviously you know this is such a new program that there's no such thing as like the ncaa of uh, esports I th- <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? and i,
0: th- I think I think part of what would help also is if you know yeah there's coaches and maybe the coaches aren't very savvy at you know noticing interactions and if if they have you know someone check in on the atmosphere of the of the gaming teams before they get the scholarships you know to see if that atmosphere is you know welcoming to the girl players
2: or what about this like any other sport Mm -hmm. have a women's team Mm. just like any other sports women's basketball men's basketball
1: the thing is though for esports though does gender really matter not particularly but it it may be that good.
2: I mean, I mean, I mean. I've heard that women are better at strategy than guys are. But wow. <laughs> you know, what,
0: what I what I think is like it shouldn't matter. But I think maybe to start out with, they need to just so they yeah. can eventually get it figured out. You'll have some yeah. some some you know, guy teams versus girl teams to show you know you. To showcase their best. Yeah. Um and you know, I think having enough guy teams beaten by girl teams would probably show them, hey, or, we want these girls on our team. I don't,
2: well, yeah, I
0: mean well,
1: actually actually what my take is is that I honestly think that it is video games in general is still considered a guy a guy thing. Mm-hmm. That I honestly think that if we make like Clubs aimed specifically for girl gamers—they would, we would make the whole gaming experience more inclusive for girls. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: <clears throat> well, I, yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense to me because, like, yeah, if if you have if you have gaming groups that are are targeted to, towards women, you know, they're they're going to feel more comfortable going there. Because, well, yeah, there's not going to be...
1: Because, to be honest, I mean, when I was growing up, I didn't really have that many friends who were gamers. N- I mean, let alone yeah. me being a, a girl. Um. So, and it could be just a sense of just community.
2: It could be. I mean, we, I, even when I was growing up, there weren't that many... Ga- I, I don't think I remember... I do not remember a single friend of mine who was a female that was a gamer. They were all guys.
0: And it could be that the girls just weren't admitting to playing games.
2: Maybe not. I, I wish would.
1: they would. That would have been yeah. cool. <laughs> you at, know? Least, at least having like a club hey out there and saying, being, hey, we're girls, we're gamers. You want to learn more about this game? Come join us. We can practice. We yeah. can spar or
2: yeah.
1: whatever. <laughs> spar is such a <laughs> cool term. I did have... But-
2: i did have friends who were gamers of the board game sense like d and d because they were the ones who introduced me to d d for in the first place and they were gals and i appreciate
0: and them for
1: look at where we are look at where we are today there are d d groups aimed for girls there's d and d groups aimed for kids yep yeah it's like your childhood is all over the place yep.
2: <laughs> all right so yeah so that's you know, if you want to see it, it's uh, the AP study. You can find it pretty much in the...
1: American Press?
2: Uh, yeah, the Associated Press. Or Associated Press. Press. The Associated Press website. Um, it's written by Jake Sainer. Sainer? I hope I'm saying that right. APnews.com. March 12, right. 2021. Released at 1054 a.m. There. I got my citations. All right.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on then to something else. Uh, so... Uh, Pam, will you tell us a thing?
2: It's not really a thing? Hey, what you mean by that crack?
1: Actually, this is more of like a question. Oh. Because I saw an article on New York Times, uh, NewYorkTimes.com. This was posted about a day ago. And this was a day ago as in Thursday. <laughs> what date is it? Thursday the 11th. Um.
2: So that was yesterday.
1: Yes. <laughs> Anyway, um, so the the article says this JPG file sells for sixty-nine million dollars as NFT Mania gathers pace. Now I'm not familiar with the term NFT. So Edwin, Mr. Techie, um, <laughs> what what's an NFT?
2: Um, an NFT is, it stands for non-fungible, non-fungible tokens. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Non-fungible tokens. And it's just a fancy word of saying um, proof, Yeah, you know, proof of. Uh,
0: proof of copyright?
2: Well, proof of maker, Proof of. Okay. Of originator, proof of artist or whatever he wants it it's basically a way to prove that this person is the artist of a thing right that's mm-hmm. on the internet um mm-hmm. so it sort of it's a way if someone has like a thing on the internet like a like a like an art piece right or a music piece or a you know or what have you anything a, that's a creative like piece that creative often piece. gets copied exactly right mm-hmm. okay A non-fungible token would prove that this person owns this thing, right? So therefore, you know, your beach of copyright or whatever, you know, and then you must pay me, that sort of thing, right? Okay. So the way it works is that there's these auction houses, right? Uh Or markets or whatever that deals in non-fungible tokens. Uh-huh. So if you want an NFT on your on your piece of art or piece of music or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You can upload your piece of art and say, This is my art. And then you can receive a token for that, which is just a file. Right? Right. Which is just like a thing. It's like a it's like a like think of it as like a Bitcoin that you own. Okay. Right. And You're the holder of that NFT. Okay. Right? Now, here's the thing. You can have more than one NFT, right, for that particular thing. Okay. Okay? So, let's say you wanted to give, you know, some to Pam. Right. Right? You can have multiple of them. Okay. Right? You know, so you can split the the ownership, essentially. Okay. So... But there is a finite amount based on who holds the original NFT, right, Mm -hmm. that is out there. Okay. So, and they cannot be replaced. Okay. Right? So, and it cannot be copied. Okay. Right? So, whatever is there is there. And that particular thing, let's say Pam lost it. Uh Uh-huh. Well, what happens if you lose a Bitcoin, if everybody's been on Bitcoin before? You lose it forever, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. So there's a finite amount of these things, which gives it scarcity. Okay. Right? That's how NFTs, like JPGs work or whatever, cost that much. So if you have, like, a piece of art that everybody wants to use for whatever the heck reason, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That it's so famous. One of the things that I found out was that NBA videos, uh, well, not NBA videos, but people are taking videos of of NBA players doing a thing, like let's say like an awesome dunk or whatever. Like LeBron James does a, you know, does a does a dunk with with a face <laughs> whatever, yeah, or whatever right? or trick shot, right? And they have that video. That video right there can be can put an NFT on it. And whoever uses that video, right, mm-hmm. right, you own it. So what happens if you have a scarce amount of that and everyone use this video? That NFT becomes very val- valuable.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. right.
2: So you can trade these NFTs around.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But, you know, you can sell it for a price. That's why they're becoming a very, very big deal because certain NFTs are valuable because the thing that's behind it, the thing that it represents, is a sought-after thing. And the way the background back part of it works is it's done by blockchain. That's why I use the Bitcoin analogy because Mm -hmm. Bitcoin... Is done by blockchain, and so you cannot copy it. You cannot. It's a le- It's a public ledger. It's a, you know, it is for everyone to see who owns a thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's it's a it's a big deal. And the only thing it's going to do is because it's creating an entire new market, right? A new market of NFTs, and that's why some of these are are very very. Sought after. I think the one that was like the one that I looked at with the NBA, that one particular thing is, I think that NFT is worth like sixty thousand mm-hmm. right now. So it's like, you know, it can only go up because of the because of the value. Again, value is only, you know, value is just a psycholo- psychological thing. Right. Right. If you mm-hmm. if people believe that your NFT is valuable, they will pay whatever money to own it. Mm-hmm. Because they, you know, people believe that it is valuable. So, that's any questions in the class? Anybody?
0: Okay, <laughs> so a person who buys your NFT, are they able to sell your NFT? Yeah,
2: but so, you're the original holder. Okay. Right.
0: Right. So, so they can they
2: can sell the NFT, but there's only gonna be so many right. of it around. All right. right.
0: So, okay. but you
2: can find out who owns that other NFT, and if you wanted to, you can buy it back.
0: And if I wanted to buy it back, they would have to sell it to me.
2: See, that's the thing. I don't know yet. I would okay. imagine so. Like, I would imagine that it's just like the the like the stock market where a company, you know, a company who who's like who's you know has public stocks, right? Mm-hmm. They have. X amount of stocks. Uh-huh. Right? And they sell these stocks. That's uh-huh. how they create funds. Right? right? To build their business. So, you've heard of stock buybacks.
0: hmm Right? Right. So,
2: they would buy those stocks at the value of what it was already. Right. Right? So, they'll buy the stocks back <laughs> for whatever the market price is. I would imagine that's how it would work.
0: Because, right. uh, I've i've got a bazillion questions and we've got limited yeah. time i know you
2: don't have the thing is as an nft holder uh-huh if you originate the nft you don't have to you know have to. you don't have to like split it or or create multiple parts of the nft right to sell you don't have to do that you can be the sole proprietor of the nft you can be the sole owner of the nft you know right.
0: and i would be the only one per- with permission to to oh, yeah. use that, there's
2: artists. yeah, there's artists that do that all the time, right? Right.
0: Um. So if if a file, if an, if a piece of art or music has an NFT on it, and someone tries to duplicate that art or or piece of music, what happens?
2: You can do a cease and desist, and you can prove that you own it by the NFT.
1: So in a way, it's it's favorable to. Oh, it's definitely artists. favorable
2: for artists. That's uh, why there's a lot of because
1: it. Because that's a, yeah, a lot of that's like a lot a hot topic among the artist community is yeah. Because a lot of people are stealing their artwork. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Oh, it's definitely a a good thing for artists and whoever makes and puts up digital. I mean, I could put an NFT on, on on this podcast, in the episodes. No.
0: <laughs>
2: I mean, I could. You know. <laughs> I mean, is it worth it? Are people selling my stuff? I mean, our names are splattered all over it. I mean.
0: <laughs> I, okay, so. another thing, another thing. Now, now, say someone buys my NFT. Yep. And they sell it to someone, and I object in the way that they're using it. What See, t-
2: there, that's a question, too, that I don't know about. Okay. I have no idea if you object to it. I mean I mean we see artists like objecting to the use of their work, you know, i.e. political campaigns mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and nothing <clears throat> really comes about it. Right? Especially if they hold the license. I mean you can put like I mean you can put like terms of the terms and agreements, I guess. I don't know. There's a whole legal part of this that that I don't understand. Right. You know. Which I'm sure that <clears throat> if you do go, you know, put an NFT to whatever thing, right? And someone uses your work and whatever, I would imagine that there would be like some kind of terms of agreements and stuff like that. I don't know. Lawyers get involved.
1: <laughs> yeah. So,
2: and again, you know, in the world of you know, in the world that we live in, lawyers get involved with everything. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What- uh, the reason why I asked is because um it was not actually that article, but um I usually get news feeds from New York Times emailed to me and it and they mentioned something about how a GIF was like sold at for forty five thousand dollars and I'm just trying to figure out why would anyone do that.
2: Because now they own the they own the gif.
1: Yeah, right. So whoever uses that
2: well, gif. Now I get it. Yeah.
1: They can sue the pants off of whoever owns
2: that gift. Yeah. It's just basically, it's a digital way of finding out who owns the the rights to that thing.
1: And you know what? This is a very hot topic. I mean, there have been articles and YouTube videos that have been posted a couple days ago to just about an hour ago.
2: Yeah. I mean, the market right now for NFTs and auction houses are just booming right now. I mean, you know, as soon as, you know, found out a way to actually do it with blockchain... Mm -hmm. right because blockchain has been the thing for like the past decade right as soon as they found out you know people find out how to actually do it with ownership right Mm -hmm. because what's a ledger right a ledger just is like is just basically a you know a spreadsheet or whatever saying you know that's a record right 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 whether it's financial or whatever it's inventory
0: okay question now i i'm pretty sure this hasn't been answered or figured out yet now let's say uh i sell someone an F- nft and i want to buy it back yeah but they managed to lose their their access to that nft
2: it's gone <laughs> so I just
0: like
2: <laughs> it's just like the big it's yeah oof. it's gone it's 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 just like yeah because there's a finite amount of it. Hmm. Yeah.
1: So, there are the pros and cons.
2: There's There are pros and cons. It's like there's a pros and cons thing. But, but
1: I do like that this is a way of protecting an artist's work. Yeah.
2: I mean, I remember... That's what I like our, about it. There was another podcast I, I, I listened to where the artist for that pod, podcast, they had like this artist who like draws their interpretation of, of, a, of a topic, you know? And they, you know, what would it look like in, in illustration form, right? He mm-hmm. NFT up that one of his works just to see what it was about.
0: Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh.
2: And they asked him, I was like, was it worth it? And I was like I forgot what he was said, but he was just like, he just wanted to see he just wanted to see what it was about. Like what it, how it worked, like how 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 to do it with the auction houses or the market or whatever, you know? Hmm. So I mean he now he now owns that, his artwork on the internet, and he can prove it. Nice. So.
0: I'm okay. sure we'll get more information about NFTs oh, I'm sure. as it, we go.
2: It's a fledgling thing. I mean, yeah. this is like, I mean, again, like, just like Pam, I just found out about this like a week ago, right?
0: I only first heard the term <laughs> this morning, or was it last night?
1: I think yeah. I added it to our little podcast discussion sheet um, a couple yeah. days ago because I was like, NFTs, selling uh, – people are buying gifts. Everyone should know about this, right?
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, again, if anybody wants to, like, clarify some things that I've said or, like, want to dispute the things i said, because I entirely – this is such a new thing to me, and I just read, like, several things about it, and, I mean – i generally know how it works but in terms of like the nitty-gritty stuff i have no idea i mean just you know if you have done an nft before any of our listeners please you know email us in and uh or you know or comment because i'd like to you know i would like to see someone who's actually experienced doing an nft for their particular thing you know tell us your experience uh, email said Dun- Dungeons Diners at gmail.com so or comment <laughs> <laughs>
0: so right, well, the, there's more to talk about so let's move on and talk about some food stuff
3: but regardless of the style or type of restaurant they all have one thing in common and that is the serving of food
0: it's still fresh but I'll take only what I need they've got to last Okay, so we actually had a friend of ours propose a challenge. Pam, you have the information.
1: Do I? (laughs) Okay. Um, I just want to give credit to uh, Nicole. Uh, She's a listener and a friend of ours. Um, She was the one that actually uh, set up this challenge for us. It's actually a good good idea.
0: Yeah, I I liked it.
1: (laughs) So what she said was that for your next food challenge, create a pack of rations as described in the D and D Player's Handbook, including making hardtack from scratch, and bring Blech. it to work for lunch.
2: Ooh, hardtack! Okay.
1: I had to look up what hardtack is, and I was like, <laughs> "What is hardtack?" It's
2: it's 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 known as it's it's known as like journeyman's
0: it's 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 dense it's usually dry it's really
2: dense really dry and it's kind of like you know like it basically is just made out of like whatever grain you have whether it's barley or wheat that sort of thing and water
0: and a little bit of salt
2: and a little bit of salt and that's about it <laughs> that's it's like flavor. yeah it's like a uh, gruel it's, no i akin it to like a bigger version of a communion wafer
1: Fair enough. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> That's like a dense version of a communion wafer. is basically what it is. So, um, <laughs> all right.
0: So I think what we're going to need to do is we're going to need to look at, um, we're going to need to look at what's in the P- what's in the PHP, the Player's Handbook. We're going to need to look at how such foods are usually eaten. Because yeah, I'm. I think there's something I saw somewhere that says that. Hard tech is usually kind of used to dip into soups or whatever.
1: Help.
0: So, yeah, we'll need to look at how so, they're eaten so we eat it right without you know hurting our stomachs.
1: Because okay. I was about to say, uh, I was just reading what it was, and I was like, we're supposed to eat this alone.
0: I I I've, I've read somewhere that you're supposed that you're supposed to kind of dip it into a soup. So it's gonna be it's going to be probably like one Of those things where we we figure out the rations and figure out how to add hot water to it,
2: there's a one of my one of the places one of the things that I like to watch in on YouTube Mm -hmm. is Townsend and Sons.
0: Oh, yeah, because he he did before here, yeah,
2: he did a journeyman's kit which is hardtack, and that's the only reason why I know what hardtack is because of his show, right? Again, I like to watch things that answers the questions why and how <laughs> so mm-hmm. um the uh yeah so that's a good resource to, i think to to take a look at like how to actually make this thing which as far as i can tell and how he made it wasn't very difficult yeah so
1: so okay let's let's set some guidelines here for this challenge because nicole's was kind of generic so are we gonna make heart tech along with something to accompany it? Uh,
2: we'd have it to says, look at the player's yeah. We need handbook. to look
1: at the PHP.
2: Yeah.
0: It, oh hey, I happen to have one right here. me just oh, one. look
2: at that. Do we have two there?
0: No, that one's. We've got a cookbook and.
2: Oh, that's Amboy. Yeah, that's Amboy. Yeah.
0: All right, so ah. we've
2: different, different. That's that's the good one. <laughs> what we're looking at right now, I have no idea what we're
0: doing. <laughs> okay, okay. See. Well, while Russian while freshies. Angela's
1: looking at that up, I just want to extend a thank you to Nicole, uh, for giving this recommendation. I am scared, but I am willing <laughs> to try it. Um, if anyone else has any recommendations for food challenges, please email us. We are we are open to provide you as much entertainment (laughs) as you want i'm still looking (laughs) keep rambling okay um
2: angela i thought you would figure out i thought you had this in your head already what page it is
1: okay so (laughs) since i'm a wandavision fan i have a theory what um that if these hard tacks or rations or whatever um she uh, so nicole wants us to take it to lunch I would assume to test out sustainability,
2: well, yeah, these are supposed to be rations that you could travel I, with, right? I have
1: a theory that my that sustainability, at least to me, is distinctly um relatable or ratioed to uh ir- my irritability
2: <laughs> okay
1: i I found the page. aha,
2: okay,
0: okay, all right. Rations, rations consist of dry food suitable for extended travel, travel, including, but not limited to, jerky, dried fruit, hardtack, and nuts.
2: I wanna okay. die.
0: So uh, <laughs> I think... <You're> gonna <laughs> I'm gonna cry.
2: I wanna die.
0: So I that's I, what we
2: have for lunch one one of these days.
0: But I think one of the things we'll need to do is look at like just dried meats de- dehydrated meats i think that would that would count for jerky and and probably pack it with some seasonings and, and uh of our choice do
2: we actually have to make
0: so do we have to jerky? make the dried meat well, i That's i a, think dried meat is quite a process it so it is a process it is
1: so should <laughs> so, we just make that as an exception
0: yeah so i i think like if we if we want to do jerky i think that one we we eat We buy either actual jerky or dehydrated meat. If we're going with the dehydrated meat route, I think we add like some seasonings to it, just simple seasonings, and then plan to add hot water to that for a lunch. Uh, Nuts, uh, nuts
1: and dried fruit. You could just eat nuts and
0: dried. Yeah, nuts and dried fruit. You can just eat. Um, I think dried mushrooms would be
2: a a fair assumption. It did say not limited to. Not limited to. Yeah. Yes. So you could be.
0: Okay, it didn't it actually really say able. not limited to, but it says including. So the the not limited to is implied. But I think yeah. like dried mushrooms would be fair game. I think. Uh, I think. Um,
2: I have to imagine dried that, fruit.
0: Or sorry, dried fish. Uh, dried fish would be considered dried meat. I
2: think. Oh sweet! Here, I'll just hey. bring I'll no. just bring balut, uh, Bulad to. <laughs> I would just bring Bulad to, <laughs> to Mispronouncing work. Mispronouncing
0: your own food, Edwin. What? Mispronouncing your I know. own
2: food. I know. But I was about to say balut. No, <laughs> can't, can't Bulad, bring Balud. I'll just no, bring some.
1: No, no, I will
2: I'll just bring some Bulad to work and just like completely like make everybody mad at me.
1: <laughs> so okay, so dried fruit, mm-hmm. dried uh, meat of. Yeah, some sort of dried um, meat product, kind nuts and hard tack. Hard, hard,
0: hard tack. If we can if we can find some shelf-stable cheeses, I think that would be
2: fair game also. What about soups? I mean, I would imagine like rations would be oh. like
0: You wouldn't want you wouldn't want the liquid already added to it. No. So, if you can find if you oh, can find you have something to make
2: the soup at work,
0: you would basically want to mix the dried things into something
1: and add this. hot
2: water at work. I got this. I know exactly what I'm to do.
1: There's microwavable soups. Would that? I don't cup think those one. will count. <laughs> cup
2: of cup of ramen.
1: Edwin? Cup of noodle nope. soup. No, nope, those. <laughs> it's
0: dry. It's... Now, ramen packets do not fit into a and d campaign. Ugh. Kapo noodle does not fit into a D and D campaign. I'm talking. There like, has
2: to be. Okay, there has to be a. Uh, there has to be a, uh, an expansion so where I, they go to right. some sort of I'm like. I'm
1: thinking that I'm thinking that you would have to make <laughs> your own stock.
3: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I'm saying like, like
0: dried meat, and if you're wanting to make it into a soup, dried meat, and some very simple seasonings to add to it. That way you can kind of make make a sort of soup. Is gonna be a hard guess. And
2: (laughs) I'm actually gonna have a big breakfast that day, just in case.
0: Probably for the best.
2: (laughs) Probably for the best. We're gonna just gonna eat like, like really bland, hard, dense bread and dried fruits. Of
1: the Lord of the Rings, (laughs) like it's elven bread you're supposed to eat one and that's supposed to be it. And then the hobbits are like, how many do you eat? Three. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. All right. You know what? what Challenging something. I'll, I'll figure it oh, out. We're gonna,
0: yeah, we've got yeah, so, some lambus bread. We'll oh, oh, hey, we've got even so more lambus bread. Yeah,
1: so, so the challenge is actually two two things. You're gonna have to make the hard tack and prepare your lunch however yep. It, is like the handbook says and then you're gonna have to measure out how it's yeah. how your work day goes <laughs> um i i am i am gonna <laughs> i
0: am I'm, i am going to make one stipulation i don't think dried vegetables have been a thing very long i'm i'm not gonna so I, probably yeah. no dried vegetables
2: oh my gosh okay i got it i think i don't want to do Okay. I think I'm gonna know. I think I know. What I'm gonna do.
0: I'll. I will be holding you to the rules. And, and for the
2: folks who work with me at my work, you will know when this happens. <laughs> See, this is I like an be, advantage. Edwin has. I might be just. Has. I might be just a little irritable. That <laughs> so then, you've been warned. <laughs> so you've been warned.
1: <laughs> See, this is the thing. Edwin has like an advantage because he works for a co-op and they're like ah I could use this and I could like, I have no clue just plenty you
2: can. know what there's plenty of of jerky dried meat at my at my salvage, which is natural it's as close as you can get it's yeah, not like I'm
0: gonna have to I'm gonna have to send you out for for something for me
2: like I a, might
1: have to stop by the co-op
2: <laughs> it's like just
1: a, to see. It's, it's
2: definitely not a Slim Jim that we sell over yeah
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Well, that is our challenge. So let's move on. And we actually have an interview for you all for your enjoyment, instead of a story. So let's switch over to that. Hey, everybody! I'm sitting down here today with uh, Dustin Gray online, who is the head writer for the Graveyard Tapes. You've heard me talk about that before, and I'm kind of excited about it because, um, first off. I'm part of it, and I'm number two, probably also the show's biggest fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dustin.
3: <laughs>
0: <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. All right, pause. Anybody- <laughs> okay. Um, I guess first major question, this a big one what made you want to do the show
3: (laughs) well originally um the graveyard tapes i've always loved like the urban fantasy genre so the dresden files um dresden files like uh any type of supernatural mystery type shows i've always enjoyed them mercy thompson uh andrews as well those types of stories have always been one of my favorite things to listen to and um in september uh my Cat of seventeen years had passed, and I couldn't sleep. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to write something. So I came up with, I started tinkering on with this idea of a supernatural defect detective in the Queen City, um, which is based upon the my hometown, well, like current location of Regina, Saskatchewan, uh, and it started off from that. Um, one of my good buddies, Aiden, had actually had then lit, read what I had put out and thought this would be a great thing to turn into a radio show for the local community radio, community radio station, CJTR. So we ended up putting out a call-out for voice actors to see if we would find enough interest, and I was blown away by the amount of amazing and awesome friends who came out and are assisting with this show.
0: Um, now, what it is is not what it was originally planned to be. What was... What was the original plan once you decided that it was supposed to be a radio show?
3: Uh the original plan was just a it was just a novel based around the adventures of Finn Valentine and the supernatural factions throughout the Queen City.
0: Alright. Um, now when you Whoa, where am I? There I, am. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my place. Um, so when you start writing an episode uh, how do you kind of approach it? Is there anything in particular you do to kind of psych yourself up for it? Or
3: I ingest a near near pancreas uh, melting amount of caffeine to start. Uh, <laughs> then usually each episode is going to have a couple of key things. One is always kind of this aside from Valentine. so what the show is like, the theme the show is about. So, for example, memories for episode two when he goes back in time uh number three is the idea of what a hero is four is zombies i can not quite figure out <laughs> how i worked that one into the intro but it worked uh, <laughs> next up is i usually will jot note out kind of the main points so what this what this t- tape is about uh what do i want valentine to progress or learn in this particular tape uh usually then the next thing just because it is a radio drama I I try to keep him out of his head as much as possible, so I always assign a secondary to each case. So, for example, Threadripper, his secretary, coffee girl, etc. Zero Day, the malicious tech pixie hacker, (laughs) uh, the great dead detective. Usually somebody that can kind of create this narrative and dialogue between the pair as they go along. Uh, In certain cases, such as Sanctuary, I tackled a little bit more... Uh, issues in the realm of transgender characters and creating a proper narrative for them as well, which was a definite challenge, but I'm happy with how it turned out.
0: You've just recently included me into the, the uh, editor staff, but um, I'd like to, (laughs) I
3: know, what have I
0: gotten myself into? But, (laughs) but uh, in your own words, where do the episodes go once they're written up?
3: Uh, the usual format that we go with the episodes is to encompass everything. Uh, they first start out as a novel written script or no, like they're a novella uh, for two reasons. One, I am notoriously horrible. at turning them into radio script. But secondly, if there's details that could be captured through the script itself that is included in the novella that may have been missed if it's just done in the script, it does leave a much greater opportunity to kind of branch out on characters and then once they turn into scripts they get uh they go through an editing process usually one or two passes from our amazing editor team hint hint (laughs) (laughs) and finally they go to a table read where we try and get as many of the voice actors together to kind of do a read and we can get a better feel for how each episode plays out uh the vocal inflections if there's any language that could be improved upon things like that and then finally, everybody records their individual lines and sends them in in waveform. Then they're compiled in process. Sound effects are added. Tape recorder thingy starts. Things like that.
0: Awesome. I,
3: I did not expect any of this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it did kind of blow up from the original plan.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Originally, uh, originally the Graveyard Tapes was intended to be kind of an audible style, like. Me reading out, me reading out the story itself by my on alone on the radio, and I'm so happy it went this direction.
0: This <laughs> right, so let's let's talk about the characters a little bit. Um, I know the main character Finn Valentine had a pretty solid base when you started writing it. How have you seen him evolve?
3: Uh, Finn originally began as you well, know basically was a character. I write the narrative wells, the miscreants, the troublemakers, and things like that. So Finn was already kind of a partially branched out character that way. Um, he did evolve quite a bit through the story because initially, initially he was he had kind of a base idea. I didn't have any of the real backstory set out for him. He was basically this dude with a cool red jacket and had magical tattoos. Um, it, the second, the second story is where Navrassi and Katarina were added in, and they have kind of just slowly expanded from there. Uh, he's definitely, he's definitely evolved a little bit. Uh, every he, he, I always try to write Finn as he gets a little bit better at the end of every episode.
0: Awesome. Um, but there's. There's kind of a growing cast of regular characters. Um, how have you seen other characters evolve, and which evolutions would you say were the most unexpected?
1: Hmm.
3: Well, uh, initially, a lot of the characters that were created in the Calling of the Corners tape, they were a couple of sentences, a quick, quick few notes on personality for me. And that was it. Uh, once uh, people started getting involved in picking out their characters, they definitely helped evolve them. Uh, for example, Zero Day, of course,
0: <laughs>
3: has taken has gone from a two-sentence hound to the mysterious force behind the tech pixies. Uh, another example is the character of Anne, the Inked Goddess. She originally began in another story altogether, and... Due to the voice actress who's reading her lines, she's taken on a much warmer appeal as opposed to the original ancient goddesses, much more much more darker darker origins. Uh, another one would definitely be Threadripper, Ripper, the tech pixie kind of secretary coffee girl, occasionally voice of reason for Valentine. She's definitely become a lot more upbeat and a lot less of just a tag along. She's originated and become her own character as well. Uh, and definitely the evolution of Katarina from just a simple one shot origin story to eventually being set up as this potential big bad throughout the story is definitely an interesting, t- interesting turn of events.
0: What future episodes are you most looking forward to at this point?
3: Ooh. there's a few episodes i'm definitely looking forward to uh the next one is going to be a fistful of felt it is valentine is turned into a puppet by a kindergarten head kindergarten hedge witch and the entire ensuing chaos of him trying to get himself unpuppeted before the quote-unquote puppet madness takes over and he is forever doomed to sing the abcs until the end of time
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, another episode is going to, another episode i'm looking forward to writing of course is the origins of anne the inked goddess uh as i said before her origins do start off in another novel altogether and getting to kind of revisit that territory is going to be fun the another episode is definitely going to be the Lucha episode, just because I spent time down in Mexico and just the theatrics and the storytelling and just the over-the-top antics would be so much fun to turn into a radio show.
0: <laughs> Those are
3: some of the ones off the top of my head.
0: Is is the fun ones that you're most looking forward to?
3: <laughs> the fun ones definitely need the serious ones to balance it out, though. Yeah, uh, there can't there can't be laughter without sadness.
0: Yeah. Very fair point. Um, uh, this one you said is on, s- oh gosh, I can't, I keep blanking on the station name.
3: CJTR. All
0: right, what's what's, an, what's the call number on that?
3: 91.3 FM.
0: Okay. And, um, but this isn't your first time working with radio. You have another radio show you work on with that same station, I think
3: yes i also do a comic review show called just drawn that way it is a comic book radio show that i originally started a few years ago originally it was a solo endeavor where i just talked about comic books art and story but eventually well i recruited aiden for it and my girlfriend Caitlin also taught, does the show with us she also does her own show on using the just Drawn that way radio time to do her own show called women in comics where she more focuses on female-led comics and things of that nature, and on occasion makes me look like a total hack.
0: <laughs>
3: okay, more than one occasion.
0: <laughs> All right, I, I, that's and <laughs> Edwin's sitting there, kind of giggling.
3: Humility—it is my it is one of my better qualities. Uh-huh. My ability to grow a beard. <laughs>
0: Anyway, uh, that's all the major questions I've got. So where can people find you when you're not plotting to take over the world with stories?
3: Uh, it can be found mostly on Twitter on at Just Drawn Radio. As well, you can find The Graveyard Tapes at The Graveyard Tapes. Uh, the episodes are, of course, on podcasts everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, and things of that nature. Uh, Just Drawn the Way can be listened to on CJTR. Uh C J T R dot C A.
0: And that that's on Tuesdays at six o'clock or six thirty.
3: The Graveyard it... Tapes runs Tuesdays at six o'clock Central Standard. And just drawing the Way runs Thursdays at six thirty PM Central Standard Time.
0: And then the the Graveyard Tapes also gets released on those podcast forums a couple days after they're aired on the radio station, I think, right? Correct. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Dustin, for joining us. Very much appreciated. It was a good time. Hey,
3: happy to help out.
0: All right. So, yeah, that was a good time uh, talking to Dustin from the Graveyard Tapes. Uh, If you haven't already heard it, it's definitely a fun show. It's getting better, and I am personally excited for where it's going. Dustin has some really good ideas for plot points in mind, and yeah, I'm. I'm very much excited to be a part yeah, of it. Yeah, I
2: just I subscribe to it uh, on because you can find it any podcast uh, Wherever your
1: podcasts know, are. Where you get your is podcasts? Oh yeah, very, Pam. very, very randomly in very small parts.
2: <laughs> yeah. So again, if you haven't if you haven't been with us since the beginning, Angela and Pam are both voice actors that hail from the Redshift days so if you want to listen to redshift they're also on podcasts too they they're you they're can somewhere. find them on podcasts yeah they're there yeah they're so there. i think there's like well, how many seasons at least two seasons i think there were four the four seasons
1: i think so I okay remember. it's been such a long time those were the good days <laughs> they were very good days
2: so yeah so if if you feel so like wondering how what Angela and Pam uh, sound like as voice actors. There you go. And not
1: very <laughs> <different>, but okay.
2: <laughs> well, Angela does voices.
0: I I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I will not bring Zero Day in today. I will, I will resist.
1: <laughs> Maybe in a future episode, but not.
0: But yeah, no. not tonight, not tonight. All right. All right. Uh, and then we have one last thing. Let us entertain you. With some nerdy talk.
2: All right. So, this is our nerdy discussion, our last segment of the show. Um, so, what is the topic today?
1: Okay. So, this is this was a question actually inspired by one of my old tweets. <laughs> um, I, uh, story, story, a little story behind it. I was, joking about and um, this was when i was watching the mandalorian and i made this comment that said along the lines of well do you know how you can piss off uh star wars fans jar jar bing should have his own show you know,
2: <laughs> i feel so bad for jar jar
1: well see that's the thing i, really feel I actually bad for that was talking to other star wars fans that are also friends of mine it was mixed some was like oh no i don't he was very annoying i don't need any more stories regarding of him and then some others were like you know what? he was re- he wasn't really that bad he had some you know good character points to it it's just that people couldn't get past his like voice or something i don't know And they would actually be very interested in learning his lore or about his, how he came to be, really. And I honestly think that I would, I would watch it.
2: I want to watch something a little bit more. As far as like the Star Wars universe goes, Mm -hmm. right? I want to see something a little bit more like, I want to know about like Alderaan. So in terms okay. of like a minor, like a, like a minor character, like I want to learn about, like, um, oh, what's his name? The um, the foster parents of of Leia. Crap.
1: Oh, are you talking about the senator?
2: Yeah, but Morgana, the Organas. I want to know oh. because that looked like a cool looking planet. It's the same way as like I think Naboo. As far as, like, nobody wants to watch, <laughs> you know, Phantom Menace. I thought Naboo was, like, a cool-looking place. I'd love to hear, like, more what goes on in that. those Because it's a little bit more brighter. It's a little bit more greener. Because Star Wars is just known for, like, gray, dirty, brown, black. <laughs> you know, like, just, you know... A very dirty universe you know like even mm-hmm. like even um corellia looked like like the back alley of new york or something
1: <laughs> i think <laughs> you... well i think i think they went into more diverse uh, planets uh at least in the newer shows i think mm-hmm. but um no but so i was just saying so which leads to tonight's discussion <clears throat> in your guys' opinion which minor character would you like to see have their own show?
2: In any in any universe? In it any could be show? any. It doesn't Nothing. have to be Star
1: Wars. It could be any. Any. Any fandom. Any universe. Ooh. Oh gosh,
2: the possibilities. There is a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a heavy question.
0: <laughs> okay. Um Oh gosh. Oh, so okay. At some point, you're gonna have to cut out some. Okay, I want to yeah. pause.
2: I want to pause right now.
0: Okay, um, I've I've got mine. Okay. Uh, yeah, there is in gargoyles from back in the '90s. There mm-hmm. is this group of London gargoyles. They look dramatically different from the main characters and they have their own little different culture i would love to see a show about them like how they deal with hiding in london you know how they get away with being where they are and not being seen yeah you know, i i would love to figure i would love to see more about them
1: it's, all right why does this sound like an episode of doctor who
0: <laughs> because it probably the would end up like make- versus
1: gargoyles versus um the weeping angels and the doctors. <laughs> just like i don't know what's going on <laughs> like,
0: like okay i've got two, i've got two sets of stone beings here i don't know which one's going to be okay
1: he, and it, and like half of the episode <clears throat> is just him staring at both of them until night falls and then I was like, "Oh, okay, so the other one is the weeping angel, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, that would be interesting,
0: yeah, the weeping the weeping angels don't even have the weeping angels couldn't even move anyway if if the gargoyles were frozen in stone with their eyes open facing them
1: <laughs> true, true, um okay, so that that's an interesting uh characters. Uh, Edwin?
2: Okay. Besides wanting to see, um, the life in Alderaan with okay. the Organas, because I think that'd be really, really cool. Um, Disney, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> I want to see a. I want to see sort of like the CSI version or the Law and Order version or the Law and Order-esque show based in the world of The Expanse starring Josephus Miller, who was, I don't, he was only in the, he was he was only in like he's he's not really I guess he could say he's he's not really a minor character, but he's not the starring character of the close enough. Yeah. So <laughs> but he's the he's the one who you see in the beginning who's trying to find um the daughter of the the daughter of this like rich guy that he's been commissioned to find. And he's a cop. And he's a cop for the station in the belt. And I would love to see like the law and order version or some kind of like a like a like a detective version of of his life before what happens in the world of the expanse as we know it. That would be I would watch that. He I would watch that because I'm a fan of the expanse.
1: That's just that's just a reminder that I probably should watch The Expanse because I've heard of very good things about that show. It, it is the most. I don't know what it's about.
2: I'll tell you one thing. There was a guy who told who said, and I have to agree with him. This I forgot his name, but he he said that The Expanse basically put the definition of science fiction
1: Ooh.
2: instead of science fantasy.
1: Okay
2: which in, in his mind, and I kind of agree with him, like most, most science fiction out there is science fantasy, whereas The Expanse is true science fiction because it deals with like actual plausible science <laughs> of what could okay. be. Like it deals with gravity and it deals with what happens if your body is subject to to you know, very, very fast speeds and how they deal with it. And the fact that people at Mars can't handle the air and the gravity of of Earth. You know? I mean, Hmm. they deal with a lot of that stuff, and it is literally like they try to make it as close to what-ifs science-based make so it that, plausible. Yeah,
0: they probably would have had a team of uh, of yeah. researchers and scientists on their oh, team.
2: I I would imagine so because Yeah, that
1: that has Edwin written all over it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Anyways, that's what I want to see. I want to yeah. see I want I would love to see that world because because they did such a good job with with the expanse already that I'd love to see like
0: where where that particular character came from
2: where that particular character came from and what made him that character based on you know like cuz i don't think he was actually from the belt he was actually an earther for a while mm. and then he went to the belt and i want to say and he he's a cop yeah you know which makes him more it just makes it interesting because he's a detective like he's a plain clothes detective guy who has to deal with things in that station and perhaps, and he's got a friend. He actually has a friend in a different station, which makes it even more broader. <laughs> Edwin so, got
0: really excited about that idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have a very excited
2: idea. Hey, um, hey, so Pam, science Fi
0: <laughs> Pam, I'm going to turn this question over to you before Edwin gets even more Sorry, excited about okay, the bye, idea. Go. Okay, go. You're, you're okay, Edwin. <laughs> um, it took me a you, long time Edwin, to figure this you, out. You getting excited is adorable to
1: me. <laughs> it's, it's adorable. You're married to me, so. <laughs> Um, so, besides Jar Jar Binks, and no, I will not apologize (laughs) for my tweets, um, um, I honestly am thinking of Darcy. From? from,
2: Oh, from from Pride and Prejudice?
1: No. (laughs) Um.
2: Mr. Darcy. Was that,
1: is that, uh... Kat Dennings' character in *WandaVision*, she was oh. also in *Thor*. She was the intern. You don't. Oh. You guys don't remember? Was it? Was it Darcy? She was very smart for, and her character is so minor, but her personality carries so much weight that I want to see her more he
2: I am not Mort- prom- I'm not familiar with Darcy because I haven't seen Wandavision.
1: I now well no you she was in the first Thor movie.
2: I don't remember the first Thor movie. Although I know is that <laughs> is that Queen abadala was in the Thor movie.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and Abby Portman is in it. So Darcy Lewis, uh, Kat Dennings is the one that plays her character and she is the one with like the one-liners um full of sarcasm maybe that's the reason why (laughs) i am able to relate to her um but she even though she did like in wandavision she she is kind of there to try to figure out what's going on in this town um, that Wanda created. I'm not gonna go into it, but she actually picked up a lot of stuff for for uh, someone to be just shoved in it. Just prime time, and I just view her character as like underutilized. Yeah, I think so. And I I'm not quite sure what type of like show that I would want to sh- uh, want her to be in. Um, but I want her to have more airtime. Huh. So I guess I'll have yeah. to watch Thor.
2: <laughs> I'm not quite sure about this character. I don't, I'm not.
1: She's the one that, um, is kind of like a companion to the scientists. Yeah. That
0: I, I I think I know the one you're talking about when you reference Thor. I
1: think I know the one you're talking about. She's the one with glasses. Yeah. And she also calls Mjorn uh, the hammer Mew Mew.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, yeah. That that would be an interesting show. (laughs) I I think I would enjoy that one. Uh
1: (laughs) anyway, yeah, that's that's mine. Okay. There's
0: so many good characters out there, so it makes it really, really hard to choose. Like so many characters that it's like, okay, you show up once and then you're gone, but you are so interesting. Right. But there's there's so many of those characters out there and it's it's so hard to pick but I know so um, there but- we have a few options so networks if you're listening for whatever reason or if you work for a network that I don't know might somehow listen to you one way or another please propose these ideas
2: <laughs> or in my case amazon.com Amazon
0: it, Content buy, producers
2: I, I buy a ton of crap from you guys Do this one favor for me <laughs> just <a little> bit.
0: <laughs> Content producers Please make it happen There you go And right.
1: also we're opening that question up to our Podcast yes. listeners what would, what would you Like which minor character would you want to see And have their own show We'd be interested in
0: yeah, we've discussing we, it we would love to hear your feedback you can send that to us at dungeon diners at gmail.com or you can contact us on any of our Twitters yes which speaking of we should wrap up so we can tell you our Twitters music please there we go anyway thanks everybody for uh joining us today uh edwin do i have music oh there it is music (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks everybody for listening to episode episode 46 of my name is angela you can find me on the twitterverse at pleasant doom um wait pam it's your turn right okay well
1: i didn't know if you wanted to say anything else i don't know hi Uh, yeah i don't know Okay, fine. okay, Pam, what's yours? Okay, <laughs> hi, my name is Pam. You could also find me in the Twitterverse at PandaCatDragon1. You could also try to find that tweet, that Star Wars tweet. You could totally get mad at me for that. I don't care. Um, there, You could also find me on Instagram, also at PandaCatDragon1. And,
2: and we- you can find me at TCitiesZ1 in the Twitter, the Twitter, the Twitter. <laughs> the twit at at, at, at he Edwin, or you can find me on the Insta <laughs> at the Insta. Um, I am DIY Edwin Ed Edwin um, <laughs> DIY Edwin in, <laughs> you tell that we're getting tired? <laughs> in in the Insta. So yeah, or you can again, you can uh, send me a, you can send me a message on any of those. That'd be good.
0: You can also find us on Facebook with the Legend Creators page, or email us again, dungeon diners at gmail.com. Yeah. Or oh, you, you can don't comment.
2: Us- you can comment on our face on our, on our website.
0: Yeah, we've we have comment spaces on our website, which yes. is legendcreators.com. Uh but thanks everybody for joining us again on Dungeons Dinings.
2: And Dorks. Bye. We are so tired. Oh, so tired. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. Bye.